This is Dwayne, so very glad to be with you again. This is uh, February 6th, 2020, or maybe the 7th, I'm not even sure what time it is right now, but I do hope this finds you well-blessed and in your right mind with all of your faculties and enjoying your life, 525,600 minutes in a year and ticking away. 365 days of this new year, this 2020, that is moving very, very quickly. So many things have happened so very far in this new year already. So many things um, that we could potentially talk about on what we celebrate uh, and set aside as Black History Month. I want to take the time to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. I would also like to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. It is greatly appreciated. If you are new to the podcast, I hope that you might choose to subscribe to the podcast. It is a way that I can continue to bring you some content to hopefully uplift your soul, your mind, give you something new to think about, something new to talk about in your circles, something new to challenge you or your friends and family to rise above some of the madness that is happening in the world and for all of us to become our highest selves, our truest selves, whatever form that may be for you. Where could we start life and death? Life and death. I've done podcasts talking about filling in the dash and what we do with our time here on this earth. And a lot of us live for the moment, and I know the moment is very, very powerful. It is called the present, and that is for a good reason, because that's what it is. It is a gift. But what we choose to do in these present moments also have an impact on our futures and on our, our legacies, on our legacies, let me be clear. And I don't think a lot of people really think about their legacies and what their family name leaves here after they leave the earth and what impact it actually has on your family I don't know if I mentioned my mom broke her hip Uh, about a week and a half ago she broke her hip she fell and um, she had to have some surgery and uh, she had to wait a while actually to get the surgery because of some complications and finally she had it came out very good and now is uh, having to remain in a rehabilitation center just to, you know, get back in the walking mode, get it strong and all that good stuff. And I'm happy that uh, she came out okay uh, with that and she has to uh, fight through to be able to walk again and do some of the things that she wants to do on this journey. So it affected a little, little bit of my dad and my sister and I and my cousin were all juggling trying to, you know, make this thing work, you know, so that we can all show support and still uh, keep our families functioning at the same time. And within that, uh, we lost a family member. My Aunt Betty did pass away. I believe the day before yesterday, she passed away. And 
uh, my father did get the news and he called me and told me about it and so he was dealing with um, my mom's issues and then has to deal with the loss of a sister I believe it was 11 brothers and sisters that my dad uh, had here on this earth his mom and dad married very very young back in the day you see back in the day they used to get married uh you know, 14, 15 years old, something like that. I don't remember the exact age they got married, but I know they got married very, very young and had children. And um, back in the day, people used to have many, many children because they were, you know, working the farms and things like that back in the day to tend to the crops and all that good stuff and come from good stock. Uh, my grandfather was a minister, took care of the family and all that. My grandmother was a homemaker and all that good stuff. They migrated, migrated, excuse me, up here from the south and landed here in Newark in the 60s, 50s and 60s, I believe, and experienced many, many things. They lived through the riots here, civil rights movement and all of that. So anyway, a little bit of a history lesson there. Um, but in, in, in all of that, life and death, celebrating life uh, celebrating the moments that we have and the legacies that we leave and God rest my aunt's soul and all that she did here on her journey to be a blessing to her family and the community at large and all the wonderful things that she did while she had her time here Betty Clark so this is, again, uh, Black History Month. I read some posts that said, this month I'm going to be blackity black black. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Said, so what thing are you going to do to celebrate being blackity black black black? I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> because, you know, as I said before, we have to celebrate our blackness every day. When so many people in this country... Um, at this time, we're trying to be very, very divisive and take us backward. So very interesting. But good people, this will not be a long podcast tonight. Um, as many of you know, I told you that I've been in the performing arts industry for about 25 years now, 26 years. And I didn't know my life was going to go this way, but I'm grateful that it has. Now, has my journey been all lights, camera, action, just one big joyous occasion. No, it hasn't. <laughs> I wish. I wish that in every working environment that I went in that um, we all got along and we all did the work and we all respected each other and put out good work, but that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen, unfortunately, in any business situation, right? We all come from different backgrounds and socioeconomic backgrounds and religious backgrounds and sexual orientation and so many other things, right? Not just in the entertainment industry, but in all walks of life. And sometimes um, it's so interesting how so many life issues come into the workplace. So all that said, um, I was blessed enough to be able to uh, get asked to do a, a, a new work that is coming out about celebrating the life of Mr. Emmett Till. Young boy, many of you may not know the story of Emmett Till. He was accused of whistling at a white woman uh, in the 60s during the civil rights movement and all that. 
1955, I believe it was. Uh, but he was accused of uh, whistling at a white woman, and the accuser's husband um, and one or two other gentlemen, I do believe, uh, went and found out where he was. He was from Chicago when he was visiting down in Money, Money, Mississippi. And um, many of you probably know the story already. But for those of you who don't, Emmett Till was um, taken away from this earth uh, because of something that was taboo. So this is a story about Emmett Till. And the writer has done a tremendous job uh, putting this piece together. It's going to be here in South Orange, New Jersey at uh, St. Andrew's Church and nice facility and the way that the director is putting everything together is um, telling the story I think is going to be pretty impactful um, this month and beyond because stories like this do need to be told there is a lot of fluff out there and people love fluff and fluff is great but there's also a time and a place where you have to bring necessary relevant stories to the stage and uh, do your job as an actor to celebrate the life of a person whom whom his journey was uh, cut very very short I believe he was 13 or 14 when he was taken away from his mother's family his friends and over something that eventually turns out to be an absolute untruth turns out many many years later that his accuser actually said she made the whole thing up which is so very hurtful in so many ways But what can we do? What can we do? I was sharing some poetry with you uh, from my mother-in-law, and maybe before this podcast is up, I will read another one of her poems. But before I do that, or maybe I won't tonight, what can we do as a nation, as a country, as a people to really get over this thing? You know, I... My grandmother used to tell me stories and she said she was fighting so many battles because she wanted it to be better for me, better for my children. I remember those conversations sitting on her bedside, 100 West Allen Street in Irvington. And this was my grandmother on my mother's side. And I never thought I would be experiencing some of the things that she did. Now. My journey, again, is nothing compared to what my deepest ancestors went through as far as being enslaved, coming out of enslavement and then fighting for their freedom so that I would have the right to even do this podcast tonight, right? There's something about it. When is the healing truly going to take place? Why do we want to go backward? I just don't understand it. Oppression is something that to me is so very very hurtful and demeaning I heard a conversation with someone talking about the humane societies and how many dogs they can have in a kennel and how they don't want the kennel to be overcrowded and how people take great care of dogs and I'm a dog lover myself I am but then you think about all of the 
people whom are seeking asylum and are forced into cages like animals. A hundred people are supposed to be in a room at capacity and yet you may have three or four hundred crammed in. so many unspeakable things that we do as humans to other humans, you know? It breaks my heart. This not only being um, Black History Month as we celebrate it, but but, um, just human injustices that happen, so many human indecencies that happen, and I don't want to try to preach to anyone on this, but I'm just wondering when are we as a people going to get better? This is just not a black issue. It is a human issue. The top 1%, the top 10% whom control uh, much of the finances and things that happen in this world. And and you have the rest of 90% in the country whom are being walked on and left behind and humankind I I don't know I just don't know when it's going to get better now have we made steps yes have we made strides of course we have have we come a long way yes we have does hatred still exist sadly sadly it does but I keep asking the question when is it going to get better even in art you have so many different artists. You have this new play called Slave Play, which is out, which is so controversial. I haven't seen the play, but a lot of people say it's a lot to take. And a lot of people are very offended because it's put right in your face. It's real life. And sometimes real life issues really, really affect people in their heart and where they are. And you want art to do that. You want art to wake you up and challenge you. And some things may be, you know, the untruth that you're just making it up because it's a play, right? but it still has an effect on people, negatively or positively. But that's what we want art to do. Um, But even sometime when you're making art, it's amazing when you're working with certain people and they have issues. Um, I think I mentioned before that I take pride when I walk into a Broadway stage door. I do. I'm thankful for that because there were so many people who came before me who wanted to, who could not just walk through the stage door and be proud of that. But I am. So walking with my head high, not in an arrogant way, in a thankful way, in a grateful way, but I do know who I am and whose I am. And I don't think I should have to apologize for that. But so many people prejudge you. They don't think you deserve to have the things that you have even the little opportunities that you do get because they are small opportunities right i read somewhere a long time ago and they said that we cannot do great things on earth just small things with great love and i do try to approach many things with great love with an open heart and mind but sometimes you know certain things get to you right and 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 i'm maturing and i'm getting better but there were times when i let Situations and people will get the best of me emotionally because I couldn't understand why you would have a judgment against me when I went and auditioned for a show just like everyone else. And I walk in, I do my job, they give me the sides, they give me the songs, I go in, I try to do the best I can. They hire you. They give you a contract. The producers give you contracts. See, casting directors call you in. 
and then the casting director puts you in front of the director and the musical director and the choreographer and then you have to act, sing, and dance. And then after that, if you get hired, then you get passed on to the producer. And the producer negotiates the contract with your agent. And then you negotiate through your agent with the producer. And the producer goes, okay, great. And then you sign the dotted line and then the rehearsal process starts and you walk into the theater and all this stuff. And you never think that when you do all that, that when you get there, you're gonna be met with stuff. You know, just human issues. And you're like, whoa, 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 but we're just trying to create art. We're just trying to like, you know, bring some good stuff to the world. And this is supposed to be a safe space. And, you know, and sometimes it's disappointing when it's not. You know, it's hurtful. It's hurtful when you have to deal with racism in the workplace in general. But I never thought I would have to deal with racism in the musical theater world I never thought it now first you know I never thought really I would be in the world honestly I wanted to be an athlete but I know racism exists in the athletic world so why wouldn't exist in the entertainment industry or in musical theater but I thought because you know it was so accepting and people were just like hey you know this 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 and this you know I won't get all into it but it's just amazing even when you're trying to create your art, that life issues still come in and people still have their stuff. And here we are trying to be a blessing to the world collectively. And yet we still have issues, right? That we have to deal with because we have not truly had a healing restoration that is so very necessary between races, between people, between genders. It's so loaded. I'm not trying to preach to anyone because I am not perfect. I have my stuff. But I believe I can speak from my heart and tell you I truly do not have anything against any human. I really don't. You know, I really don't have time for it, honestly. I'm so busy trying to win and do for my children to leave a legacy of some sort that I I don't have time to so-called hate on people or dislike you because of your sexual orientation or the pigmentation of your skin. Like, ultimately, if you think about it, we're all dirt. When we leave this planet, our body stays here. They put it in the ground, six feet under the ground, like everyone else's body that's here, either that or they cremate you. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We can't take it with us. There's no U-Hauls behind any hearse. I wish everyone success in this life. I do. I can honestly say that. Now, have I had some issues with people? Yes, unfortunately I have. But I can't honestly say from my perspective, and maybe there's some people listening to this who may have a different perspective, but I can't honestly say that on my journey, I consciously went, let me just have issue with somebody to have issue with them. It's a waste of energy. It just is. I don't ever think I've walked into a situation and went, I'm just going to have a bad attitude because I'm going to have a bad attitude because I'm an angry black man. Like, no, no. 
first of all, as an African-American man walking in this specific country, I can't be on the offensive. I can never be on the offensive. Let me just be clear. Maybe this will clear some things up for some people who think that the African-American male walks around just with a bad attitude. Now, now, there are some bad people out there. I'm not going to lie. There's some drug dealers and people who, you know, seek out bad. I'm not one of them. I'm not. I grew up around some some gangsters. I grew up around some people who did some serious dirt, yo. Let's just be real, you know, ebonically speaking. <laughs> you know, I've been robbed by brothers, you know, who want nothing but bad for you because you got to pay a Jordan so you know which are made of rubber and my sneakers mean more than my life, right? A hundred dollar pair of shoes, you will kill me over a hundred dollar pair of shoes and my life means nothing. But you'll take the chance of killing me over a coat, over a shoe. So I, I, I've experienced that. I know what that is. But that's not how I specifically roll through this earth. And that's not how I want my son to roll through this earth or walk through this earth, so to speak. I said roll because I was just speaking Ebonics for a second. <laughs> but I want to be clear that most African-American men that I know, whom are good men, whom are good fathers, whom are good providers, whom are trying to leave a legacy for their children, they don't walk on the offensive. I have friends who are lawyers and doctors and entrepreneurs and brilliant men. And not any of them that I know of walk on a daily on the offensive. If anything, we unfortunately have to be on the defensive. Now, many of you may not understand that, but you have to. Because you can get accused of anything at any given time. Most days, I pray that I make it home. And that's just honestly speaking. Now, do I tell my wife that? Do I tell my children that? Not necessarily. I don't want them to worry. But I got to tell you, I'm very, very cognizant of the fact Every time I leave the house, every time I get in the car, I try to make sure I have my registration and insurance in a place that is reachable. That I do not have anything on me that resembles anything that could look like anything that is threatening to anyone. First, when I get in an elevator, I'm conscious of where I am and who's on the elevator with me. When I walk into a store, I... It's sad. But all that to say, what are we going to do? When are we really truly going to take up the mantle as humans and treat other humans better? When you see someone, when you're driving, and you happen to pull off the highway and you happen to see someone with a cup and you know you have an extra two dollars, an extra five, an extra twenty. What do you do? Do you see that human and lift your nose up at them? Do you judge them or you try to help that human? Because But by the grace of God, there go I. That's what I believe. Because that can happen to any of us at any given moment. 
as we saw from the Great Recession in 2008, right? You have millionaires who lost everything, sprawling homes, and then wind up in a one-bedroom apartment. It can happen to any of us. Now, when are we as humans really going to wake up? I don't know. I wish I had the answer, good people. Some of you may have been waiting for a very insightful answer. <laughs> I do not have one. I wish that I did. I'd be a millionaire if I had that answer. But what I can do is do my part by trying to bring you positive content, by trying to bring you content that will, again, open your mind, open your eyes, open your heart, maybe have a conversation with someone that you normally wouldn't have a conversation with to so-called get their side of the story. Maybe some of the podcasts you listen to can just be conversation pieces, I don't know, just to open it up to make it better for the next generation or even think of the generation after that, which for me would be my grandkids. So I challenge all of us during this month and beyond to do what we can to try to truly be change makers, difference makers. There's so many change makers. Just think of all the people who sat and used their imagination to bring greatness into the world. Think of all the people. Let's for a second, let's just think about all the things that, that we celebrate this month, right? All the things that we celebrate this month that African-Americans, African-Americans, Invented, Some of them that we enjoy on a daily basis uh, that a lot of people don't even know black people have the patents for. They came up with it that we celebrate. Air conditioning unit. Frederick M. Jones. 1949. Almanac. Benjamin Banneker. 1791 Auto cut off switch Auto cut off switch Greenville T. Woods 1839 This says Auto fishing device George Cook 1899 Baby buggy William H. Richardson, 1889. Biscuit Cutter, Alexander P. Ashbourne, 1875. Blood Plasma Bag, Charles Drew, 1945. Clothes Dryer. George T. Sampson, 1971. Curtain Rod, ooh, Samuel R. Scrotman, I might have said his last name wrong, please forgive me, family, 1892. Curtain Rod Support, William S. Grant. 1896 Doorknob Osborne Dorsey 
1878. Doorstep, Osborne Dorsey, 1878. Egg Beater, Willie Johnson, 1884. Electric Lambo, never even heard of that. Louis Latimer. 1882 Elevator Alexander Miles 1867 Eye Protector Powell Johnson 1880 Fire Escape Ladder Joseph W. Winters 1878 Fire Extinguisher Thomas Marshall 1872 Folding Bed Leonard C. Bailey 1899 Folding Chair Nathaniel Alexander 1911 Here's a great one Fountain Pen Walter B. Purvis 18 90 Gas Mask Garrett Morgan 1914 Golf T Man George T Grant 1899 Guitar Robert F Fleming Jr 1886 Hairbrush <laughs> Lydia O. Newman, 1898. Hand Stamp, Walter B. Purvis, 1883. Ice Cream Scoop, where would we be without the ice cream scoop? Come on now. Alfred L. Crail, 1897. Insect Destroyer Gun, never even heard of it. Albert C. Richardson, 1899. Ironing board. Where will we be without an ironing board, people? Sarah Boone, 1887. Keychain. Frederick J. Loudon, 1894. Lantern. Michael C. Harvey, 18. 84. Wowzer. Lawn sprinkler. Oh, where would we be without the lawn sprinkler, huh? John H. Smith, 1897. Locke. Washington A. Martin, 1893. Lunch pail. James Robertson, 18. Excuse me, 87. Mop. M.O.P. Thomas W. Stewart, 1893. Pencil Sharpener. John L. Love, 1897. Record Player Arm. Record Player Arm. Joseph H. Dickerson, 1819. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on about so many great inventions now. People, 
of African descent. Created, invented, patented, and served to the world. Their imaginations ran wild and they came up with things that we still enjoy in the year 2020. I mean, I was saying dates from 1887. I mean, what a tremendous blessing. What a tremendous gift. My people have been to this great continent and the world. And I celebrate them this month. And I have to because so many of them were silenced. So many of my ancestors that were enslaved did not make it. They jumped ship. I celebrate all of them for all of their sacrifices and I stand on their shoulders and I want to represent greatness and the man I was at 24 or 35, you know, I'm not that man. And if you did happen to know me back then and if you happen to have seen me at a weak moment, I sincerely want to ask you for forgiveness. I know that My life matters. I know that what I do matters. And if you did catch me at a moment when I forgot whom I was, I do apologize. I know now that my life's mission is to be of service and to be of service wherever I can be in order to try to leave a positive impact. And I wish I can go back and change some things. But I know that I cannot go backward. I can only go forward. And I do believe that my latter days will be greater than my former days. And that I can fill in the dash and leave some great nuggets along the way. And prayerfully, when I do leave this earth, one or two people might have something nice to say about me. Maybe. We're not defined by our weakest moments as are our weakest moments or, uh, excuse me, our failures, but not even by how many times we got knocked down, but how many times we actually got back up. They say fall down 99, get back up 100. I'll remind you that that great, great day is coming for all of us when we can truly be proud of all of ourselves and all the work that we've done here on this journey and Leave a lasting legacy. I wish all of you peace, love, grace, and tell someone out there that you love them, that you care about them, that you're thinking about them, because this could be our last moment. So if nobody told you today, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're special, you are incredibly wonderful, and we need you here on this earth. Please continue to make a difference where you can. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please choose to subscribe to this podcast. Pass it on. I'll talk to you a little later.